The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the Retro Network proudly presents to you, in association with the House Show Crew. Welcome everyone this fine Monday morning to a brand new episode of the Hot Tag presented by the Runnin, presented by the House Show, presented by the Retro Network. We are the inception of Monday Morning Podcast. It is me, Kevin Hellions, today, not solo, another in my interview series. Today I am super excited for this. This is someone I've been wanting to talk to for a while and we talk online all the time shared messages back and forth and i'm always happy each and every week with the content he puts out i have tig from wait i gotta do this as well because he's also an inception tig from the movie club from nerd out with me from tig and eric from the attic dwellers (laughs) tig how are you today i am good kevin and i'm happy to be here i'm glad to finally hear your voice i and i mean you know you go through my stuff too so we've heard each other's voices and that's one of the weird things because i i've podcasted with people um before having my own and it's so weird to hear a voice that you hear out of your speakers actually talking to you right <laughs> yeah the internet kind of gives you that uh like you feel like like i feel like i've known you for a long time so now that we're actually talking it's like we actually met at a bar finally one night and, and that's one of the things that I love about it, too. I mean, we were talking pre-official show here, um, my brief stint in New Jersey, and you and your creation, because you're more than a YouTube show for all the stuff you do, um, partner Eric, both from Jersey. So there's a possibility we could have crossed paths, and actually from the little bit we're talking, it's entirely possible at some point we were at the same place. I, during I, my brief time there. As I say, I assume that I probably handed you a ticket at a movie theater <laughs> probably at some point. But, I mean, we want to, you know, we do live far enough away right now. Like, I'm not going to run into you. I'm not going to run into certain other people, you know, bloggers and podcasters and, and YouTubers in this geek circle that we have. And that's a shame. Like, I, we, I don't know what we need. We need, like, some hub of it or, you know, a convention after we're all vaccinated or something. To yeah, hopefully. I'm, I'm meet actually up looking with people. forward to that. Yeah, that hopefully maybe something will be going on in the in the tri-state area or something where we can all hang out for a weekend. Yeah, and I mean, I'm honestly, I, I'm not that far away from Jersey, you know, being in New York, not from city, but, you know, higher up. Right. But yeah, there's people that we see you know, all over the country, all over the world for this stuff that I, yeah, we need a hub for all of it. I agree. Now my recollection, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. My, I swear the first time I really knew who you two were and it doesn't quite line up. So I know I'm forgetting something here was the, what colors this dress thing went viral. Not that that was you guys. But at the same time, you posted a video of Brainstorm or Green Needle. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's this little, like, toy from a board game or something. From Ben 10. That's from Ben... Shh. I can't say that out loud. <laughs> My kid's going to hear it. Are you kidding me? 
I didn't realize because he's doing the current season, but we're like digging into the previous ones on um uh, HBO Max. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that's what it's from. Shoot. All right. Well, now I got to find that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, based on what's in your head, you either hear Brainstorm or Green Needle. I did this for everyone and everyone is like, oh, my God, this works and go nuts. And then I was like, OK, what else do these guys have? You had a ton of videos already up on there. You had a podcast feed still, which I'm not quite sure if it was like a Patreon thing and then it moved to public or, or what it was for that. But then I just got following you on everything, digging through all your videos. And you could tell when I'd watched, you know, I had a day off and had watched a bunch of your videos because you would get a ton of comments. That was all me commenting yeah, on the random videos awesome. I saw for the, the day and just sharing. But it was fantastic. And you guys are one of the things I was looking for. And here's the here's the part where I get confused and drives me nuts. When I started writing online, I thought there's no way I'm the only one doing this. Someone else is doing this, too. I need to find out who they are. I need to network. I need to be in contact. And I started looking up things like geek blogs, collection, stuff like that. And that's when I stumbled across the Cool and Collected blog. And at the time, they were doing League of Extraordinary Bloggers, which I got. I got into that and sharing it. So I got to know uh, Underscoop Fire Crew from that, Cold Slither, uh, Nerd Lunch, all of which are, you know, RIP podcasts. Um, William Bruce West became a good friend of mine. I got to discover other people. But there's little things that I didn't realize. Like, I never heard of X Entertainment, but I discovered Dinosaur Dracula through there. Mm-hmm. And what really got me was you were there too, and I have no recollection of it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, oh man, that was, that was, what, like 2008 or something Forever crazy? Forever ago. I didn't have a kid yet. <laughs> so much more free time. <laughs> yeah, both of us. I, uh, yeah, I was on that before I was even, I think even before I met Eric, I was just doing that on my own and just uh, moving around in those blog circles. I think someone was running like a Halloween is that count on Halloween? Yep, I tried. I tried to do that every year and I fail. Yeah, that was it. Was like and the, all those guys you mentioned, especially Matt from Dinosaur Dracula and 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 uh, Nerd Lunch and all them were sort of the ones. I guess not so much running it, but just the the head honchos and the, I was the superstars yeah, was just, of it. Yeah, and I was just moving around in it, just trying to like just just writing. But that's kind of how it started. All I guess you would kind of say that's how it started with the channel was from there. But yeah, that was me moving around in there. So this all started because it was nerd out with me at first, right? Right. Yeah. That's how it's. Yeah. And that was just you blogging. uh, I mean, just like me, just like other people listening, just a voice in the darkness, trying to get your thoughts out and hope someone enjoyed it. Yeah. I was just posting things on a, yeah, on on a webpage, you know, and just talking to other people about things that we all enjoyed, you know, screaming into the void it just stuns me because i like all the stuff you do now like similar senses of humor and interest and everything and i don't know why i didn't pick up on you then and i feel bad about it honestly well i mean i mean i was i i i got into it and i i i think i got into it kind of late because i feel like it started to sort of fall apart like people were leaving around the time i got into it Oh, you relate to it. That's probably why. Yeah, it got it. It was huge. It had like a moment, 
it was almost like a uh not to throw another movie that you may or may have not seen because i know that's your whole shtick right now but it was almost like an empire records thing mm-hmm. of we have this perfect unit of we're all here and we're all together but then one person leaves and then another and then it just kind of the glue was no longer there yeah i think i think i was there for the last two really big i remember they were you you would you would put like a like a that patch for that halloween thing on your page or something to say you were doing that thing and i think i got in it the year before and then the next year and then it just stopped so yeah i guess i guess that's probably i mean i sort of just i sort of got in too late and uh but it but i met I mean, most of the people, because then I jumped on Twitter, most of the people that I first started following on Twitter was because everyone sort of bailed. So I followed Matt from Dinosaur Dracula and all those other guys on Twitter because it fell apart doing that thing, the other thing. And that's how I got into Twitter and then just making my own YouTube videos because that's a whole nother thing because that was just something I just always loved doing since I was like seven like editing videos or yeah like i was editing videos with vcrs and and camera stuff since i was like you know what my castle lego castle set and making stop and go animation and stuff since i was like a little kid really oh yeah like that was always my thing like begging my dad to let me use his camera and stuff like that so so doing the show is sort of my outlet you know to to keep being able to do stuff like that that's I had no idea. That's fantastic. It's funny you bring up the Lego ones. I was just explained to my kid about stop motion animation today, just mm. how long it takes, how how nitpicking it is, and he can't even conceive of it because he's grown up with you know digital everything. Right. Yeah, I used to I used to spend a whole day in my room, you know, dropping a drawbridge, having the things go, and it would take a whole day, and then I'd put it on a tape and send and make my parents watch, and it would be like. 10 seconds of video <laughs> <laughs> now did they did they get it they yeah like they got it I, I now that i'm older i know that it was probably boring for them <laughs> <laughs> you know sort of like oh that's great go back and you know go back in your room and do more like that kind of but and and they were they got it because it was from watching i i, I always loved the uh you know, we were both at the same age. We were watching all those like Christmas movies that, what are they called? I forget the name, but like this Frosty and all them were all the stop and go. Uh, yeah, it, well, I mean, like we had the Rankin Bass ones and the yeah, Rankin Bass ones too. Right. So I was just mimicking that. So they understood like what was going. You know what I mean? They knew like what I was trying to do, kind of. See, I could see that. I mean, like my my own kid, and and you know, we've discussed previous to show like your kids are older than mine um which i think is a smart way to do it because i have no energy now <laughs> <laughs> maybe i would have had more energy in my 30s a little bit more yeah um but there's certain things where i mean he wants to be a youtuber and he wants to do his gaming and stuff and there's some things i'm like i don't get it i don't understand it. i will help you i will try my best but i i'm entering a whole new world here so you gotta be patient with me and i can see you know, I can hear my own parents' voices come now there, much like maybe, you know, you had with yours of, you know, me trying to write and draw my own comics. And they didn't know or didn't get it. Right. You know, but they were supportive of it, at least. Like, okay, cool. That's your thing. Whatever. Can you use both sides of the paper so we're not buying so much? But 
Yeah, my my parents un, like supported me in it. They might not have totally understood because neither of them worked in film or anything. But I was obsessed with that, like being on the back, you know, being behind the. I don't like being in front of the camera. I'd rather be making things. So well, yeah, they didn't. Uh, they supported me 100%, and were all get you know cool about it. But I can't say that they totally understood. No, but I also kind of think asking that generation to understand isn't fair to them either. In a lot of ways, I think we're the first generation of geeks, whether it's because we didn't want to throw anything out or home, you know, home video like VHS stuff and all cable TV, you know, pick one. Right. But we seem to be this original generation of geeks here for collecting things and being obsessed with it and wanting to know the behind the scenes and wanting to know how to do it. Whereas previous generations like, well, I knew people made movies. I knew people made toys, but how is that a job? You know, they, they wouldn't think of it as anything real, but we got so into it and loving it and obsessed with it. Um, I think I, I had it on my list of questions here. I think we're already getting, but so what is your, your geek origin? Because just, from what you said already and then uh, your backdrops, your current one or, or over the years of that I've been watching your videos, you have a nice little collection of stuff there. And a lot of it is things that are childhood memories, too. So it certainly goes back to your childhood. Yeah, like all the all the stuff I have is is I never like I don't really buy anything. It's just stuff that my parents would find in the attic years later and give it back to me. So. All that stuff is just memory based, I guess you'd say, you know, like things that were important to me, I guess, as a kid. But but sorry, keep going. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, but it's it's clear the stuff that you were into, though. Um, You you got your wrestling buddy in the background. <laughs> you know, I, I can see uh, like I can pick out every 80s movie or cartoon or toy that's in the background there that like you're saying it was it they're the ones from your childhood but that meant, means that they meant something to you then they created who you are today and that you still have some love for it oh yeah definitely there's definitely a uh yeah i and it it, it was weird and I, I guess this happens with everybody when they get older there was a point being both of us are around the same age too where you went we went through the i went through the 90s grunge phase yeah where I didn't care about any of it anymore. I didn't even want like to be around it because, you know, it wasn't cool. So in the nineties, I kind of like jumped away from it because of, I and started being more involved in like wanting to write and do movies. But then once I got older, I kind of started falling back into the eighties hole. Like I never felt, I never fell out of love with like the comics. I mean, the uh, cartoons and the, and the movies and TV shows from the eighties, but having this stuff sort of waxed and waned with me for a while. And, but then once I, once about the time I got like kids and stuff, it started to sort of come back to me stronger, all that eighties nostalgia that, that meant something to me and kind of made me who I was as a kid, because I'd just be playing in my room with everything. You know, it's like all stuff that kept me entertained as a kid living in the woods by myself, basically. (laughs) Well, I, I certainly understand what you mean for when you're growing up. And yeah, there's only a couple years between us, so it's pretty much the same age. But I remember where I was the first time I saw the Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit video. Uh, I literally do to tell me where you were and I'll tell you where I was. All right. <laughs> um, 
so I was still in grade school, like yeah, you know, like we said, a little younger than you. Mm-hmm. And there was a kid in my class that was like around the corner from me, so I would just leave because I didn't want to walk to school by myself. School was only like three or four blocks away. You know, we could walk there, which seems uh, there's no way to let my kid walk three or four blocks to school right now. <laughs> so it seems crazy. But would walk to his house. His parents were already gone to work. He was, you know, we were old enough to just like get ready and walk to school. And he would just play MTV while get, you know, eating his breakfast and, you know, finishing right. homework and getting dressed, whatever. So he's like, oh, hey, I got to grab my bag one more minute. And Nirvana came on and we just sat there and watched it and went, what is this? Like we knew <laughs> something changed. We knew right then something had changed, but we could not leave. And then we went to school. It was like, has anyone else heard this? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like, just kind of like we all knew about this mythical force that just entered our worlds. Yeah. Yeah, like I I was listening to Jane's Addiction and stuff prior to that, but it wasn't the same. And and because uh, I was a little bit older, so I was in high school. But when um I first heard it, my friend – I remember I was waiting for my friend to come pick me up. He pulled up in front of my house. I ran into the car and he literally was holding a tape in front. It was like out of a movie. He's like holding a tape, like a bootleg tape. And he's like, you have to listen to this. And he just put it in the tape player. And we just sat in front of my house. He didn't drive. We just sat there listening to Smells Like Teen Spirit. And I was like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. And then from that point on, we were just like trying to get our hands on anything, any, any, the rest, you know, anything else we could grab that was like made by them. But I still remember that too. I remember that day I heard it. Yeah, and and not. I don't want to say it's when like collectively us us forty somethings when our childhood died because I don't mean it that way. But I feel like there was a stop there of okay, I, everything's about to change. So you have all this part you used to enjoy for your life. Stop. Now here's this new chapter. Oh yeah, that's exactly what it, like at that point I clear I wanted to clear everything out of my room. Everything turned into, you know, Pearl Jam and, you know, Alice in Chains and stuff. Everything just changed, like you said. I started wearing flannel shirts. And yeah. <laughs> it definitely it definitely changed all at that moment. Well, and I wonder if it was like a, sort of a reaction for 80s excess for us. And I mean, sorry, 80s excess. I was raised single parent household, so it's not like we were rich or anything, but my mom, you know, would figure out like getting us a new GI Joe or star Wars, you know, for Christmas and birthdays. Right. You know, she would figure stuff out and, and, you know, always had roof over our heads and stuff like that. But there's definitely the eighties and, you know, we'll, we'll mock it and parody it. And you guys have done stuff too forever. But then it seemed we're all the right age to be like, Hey, I have had all this stuff. I've had all this stuff given to me, spoon-fed to me, entertaining me, whatever. And I still feel empty and angry inside, and I don't know why. And then here's this voice out of Seattle saying, you're not alone. I feel it, too. Yeah, that's and exactly. That's I, I 100% agree. It's exactly what it was. It was, like, it was like somebody telling you to just get rid of all that stuff. I don't know what we were supposed to be doing. I just yeah, I, we still don't have any answers. <laughs> we just started going. I just started going to a lot of concerts after that. But but also, even if you weren't a geek, 
let's remember in the 80s early 90s you know junior high and high school were awful for geeks being a geek was a four-letter word yeah star wars was an abandoned property for like most of my childhood oh yeah oh yeah definitely you know and it's just so weird to see it coming back you know i'll, I'll have random family members like oh i just watched the new marvel movie i'm thinking i have sat there well, you mocked me for reading a comic. Well, you know, over for Thanksgiving dinner and everyone else is doing their own thing. So I'm just like reading comic in the corner. And now you're first in line for the movies. <laughs> he yeah, mocked that, me for the same characters. That, that's one of the things what you just mentioned, too, at Star Wars that people forget is in the 90s. It was a, it was like nothing was going on with Star Wars. Like I, I, prior to the to the uh, re-release of the movies, like nobody cared about Star Wars. I, I was pretty into it but there was a point like you said where nobody cared at all and then and now now it's like you know the whole world loves it but no like mid 80s like after return to the re-releases nobody really cared no it may as well have been like and it's nothing it's a movie but it may as well have been disney's black hole Mm -hmm. like here's a sci-fi movie that people Doug when it came out and then nothing and then no one knows about it and star wars was really going that way i'll have you know other geeks and bloggers and podcasters and collectors and all oh how come kids don't know about like the phantom or the shadow or whoever i'm like because they don't do anything with the property right to put in front of a kid's face like ninja turtles is brilliant every two three years here's a different version of ninja turtles for the new kids or pokemon right they, stayed you know in kids eyes for 20 years 25 30 whatever star wars has a good 10 15 years there where it was gone yeah yeah nobody cared nobody it was just a bunch of toys sitting around your room so to jump ahead then for starting blogging was it when your kids because your your kids are teenagers so they're older than mine but was it when they were younger and you're seeing them, you know, you're going down the toy aisle again, or they want to watch a cartoon or you just want them to be, you want to show them the stuff you enjoyed when you were a kid. Was that what kind of got your own ball rolling again? I think it was more what the first thing you said, where I started um, going into the toy sections again and, and watching cartoons and all of a sudden all those, you know, memories start coming. Cause then I would want to be like, Oh, we should watch a never ending story or we should, Oh, look at these toys. You know, this is what I used to play with. And then you're walking down the aisle toy, you know, toys are us with them. And you're going, Oh man, like I remember that toy or, Oh, I remember having something that looked like that. And that kind of probably triggered me back to sort of, skipping over the 90s into being a kid again kind of thing and then i found that blog and was like oh this is cool there's other people that are kind of into this stuff that are still into it and probably were into it like where i fell out of it because i'm more i'm more of a movie person ultimately like across the whole scale i've always just been like into movies and how they're made and da, 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 da. these were people i was blogging with that were probably into it just continuously for 30 years you know See, I don't even know that that's true. Just, you know, from discussions with them or, or anything, Um, I, I think every, I'll, I'll just say blogger now for shorthand, but 
everyone knows what I mean. I'm including yeah. everyone here. I know from who I've seen in the time I've been doing it and myself, every one of us has had doubt of, is this even worth it? Is it even worth continuing? Is anyone paying attention to my stuff? Am I just wasting my time here? But we have it. There's just a part of our brain that's saying, I feel better doing this. Even if no one pays attention, I'm paying attention. I feel better doing it. And there was, um, there's a quote on, and I feel terrible. I can't remember exactly what actor said it, but it was on an episode of um, Fat Man Beyond. It's one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. Mm-hmm. And this actor was, you know, telling his mom like, "Hey, I'm gonna leave school. I'm gonna go to LA. I'm gonna try to do this. I'm gonna try and make it." She said, "Why?" And he said, "Mom, I don't know why, but I feel like I have something to say, and somewhere in the world is someone that needs me to say it because they're not gonna hear it from anyone else. They're not gonna pay attention." And I don't know who that is, and I'll probably never meet them in my life. But I feel like I have to do this because I have something to say that no one else can say in the way I can. And not that I'm, you know, thinking that I'm like saving some kid's life or anything from, you know, reviewing a comic book or putting up a little TikTok or whatever. But that's what I feel of I have something to say, and I'm the only one that can say it. So I need to put it out there. That's that's what I feel like. Um. But that's what everybody's. I agree. Like I, I think that everybody that does this has like a tug that they can't explain, you know, like sort of maybe a person looking out, looking at you from the outside says, well, why are you wasting your time? Like, what are you doing? Like the odds of someone becoming famous doing it, doing it are so small, but that's not really what it's about. Like you like doing the podcast because you like doing the podcast. You like talking to people and, and, and getting to hear from people that are listening and stuff like that. And like you said, if, if what you're doing gives somebody some comfort or like enjoyment, well then it's worth it. Even if it's just one person, it's worth it. Isn't it? If you're enjoying doing it and somebody out there enjoys listening, well, that's like what this is all about. Isn't it? (laughs) As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I mean, none of us, I, I don't think anyone doing it now is under any sort of false idea of, I'm going to get rich doing this, or this is going to become my new full-time job. I right. mean, believe me, I'm not going to say no, but right. I also don't see it happening. But this is, is especially, you know, quarantine era, or just how all of us just have crazy lives of and and carving out just an hour or two of free time to do something for ourselves is a treasure. I'm not gonna go out and meet people either. Like how do you how do you go up and make a friend in your forties? You know? <laughs> you, to, don't. you don't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe at your kid's school, you know, pre COVID when we could go to, you know, here's the school's function for tonight, talent show or whatever heck it is. Maybe you're kid is friends with someone and you think their parents are okay and you can sit down and talk to them when you're both at the same thing but that's about it yeah and that's slim to none usually because everyone's so busy yeah but then there's also because of this you know our our whole blogging circle of things too i had people i went to school with k through 12 that i wouldn't recognize now nor care nor do i know anything about their lives nor am i worried about it either yeah, you're a different person. Right. 
But I also know if I'm in Jersey and I put up on my Twitter, hey, um, I'm in Jersey, I'm doing this, uh, you know, uh, what's a good thing for me to do tonight? I There's a good chance I get a response from you that's like, oh, dude, I am five minutes away and I'm hungry. Do you want to meet up? Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's crazy. And there, I got people all over the country and, and Canada and other ones that I know could do that same thing with. That we haven't met, but we've created this circle of something. So that's maybe that's what we were destined to do when we're putting this stuff out there is form a community that we weren't really planning on, but just kind of happened. Yeah, I mean, that's the upside of doing it. And and think of how many people, you know, that both of us have probably met online that you consider friends that you have never met that you like you said that you would in a in a second be like yeah i'm in town i'll meet them and and it's if that's what comes out of doing it i don't see how there's that's a down there's any downside to that at all no and i mean even just you know like you're saying for meet up there are certain people yourself included that i can say to my wife oh i'm talking to tig or i'm i'm recording with this person or this person put up a new video or post she knows who i'm talking about (laughs) You know, she doesn't have to ask who are these people. <laughs> yeah, there's a um, I don't know if there's the guy Tom that I sometimes play video games with. He's popped on our show like from time yep. to time. Um, he's been doing the show for years with us, just popping on, and me and Eric have never we've never met in person. It, but like my wife knows who he is, my kids know who he is. I'll be like, oh, I'm talking to Tom, and they're just like, oh, okay. I th- next week is the first time we're supposed to actually meet him. Ooh, cool. And it's like it's been four to five years of just like making videos with him and then talking to him and whatever. But this is that's a perfect example of sort of this weird situation where when I meet him, I'm just gonna, it's not even going to be weird. Because it's like, oh no, we've just been friends for five years. I mean, you're you're giving someone that technically you're meeting for the first time a hug, but it's also like you're meeting up with family. Yeah, it's just like, oh, I haven't seen you in a while, even though I've never seen you at all. <laughs> but and, and that's one of the good things for for all this through you guys, through you and Eric. I know who Tom is. I know who Fivel is. She's fantastic online. Um, Isaac's haunted beard. Yeah. <laughs> and all of his content, like. It, it just ripples and spiders out and you get to know other cool people too. Yeah. It's, it's, it's worth, like you were saying, it's not, it's not even a, um, like I'm glad that we do it for that reason. Like I'm glad because I, because I get to meet people like you and, and, and Isaac and Tom and stuff and Fivel and just make friends with people from other parts of the world even because you wouldn't, it wouldn't happen. It just wouldn't happen at all. If this wasn't a thing, if we were living in the seventies or no. early eighties, you would just be the dad with the kids and you wouldn't have anybody to hang out with unless you somehow, you know, maybe you have a cool neighbor that wants to hang too, kind of thing. But it's, it's the upside. It's a really nice upside to all this. And when people question like, you know, why do you do it? Or are you trying to become famous or something? I just, it's like, no, I just enjoy it. It's like a fun hobby that has a lot of benefits to it. Exactly. You're right. Could people in the 70s do it? No. And I don't think my parents fully understand this either. The I don't think people who – I think we were the last generation to – because, you know, we're like that cutoff between – we know what life was before the internet 
but we also yeah. know what life was with the internet. Like our gen, that whole Generation X and a little bit, before, you know, like that's sort of, and Generation Y know what the world was like pre-internet. So anyone before that, like our parents, they just don't, when you tell them you have online friends, I feel like they don't really, un, like, what does that mean? Like a pen pal? Or I you feel like they're thinking when when internet started becoming a thing and every town had that person that left their spouse for someone they met online. Yeah, exactly. When they say internet friend, they're thinking something like that or, or Russian mail order bride or some I don't know. Yeah, because it's hard to relate to it if you don't. Yeah, like think everybody I know now has friends that are, you know, have more online friends than people they hang with and to my parents, that's probably sounds weird, but that's just the norm now. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's awesome. I, and I think it's, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not going down this road, but I know high school sucked for me. Oh yeah. Same. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like, okay, I don't care that I went through the same four years with these people and had the same teachers and lived in the same town. I have nothing in common with them. Right. I don't want anything to do with them when I run into them in town. I don't care. Or I have these people over here who maybe I've never met, but we're all cut from the same cloth and have the same loves and a lot of the same experiences and a certain level of friendship, respect, camaraderie that is just understood and in place immediately yeah i'm gonna be over here with these people. yeah because the people that you meet online and become friends with are people that you became friends with because you all get along with each other where the people often that you had to hang out with in high school you were basically forced to be with those people so you just did your best to make it work it's like, oh, I'm in jail for four years. I guess I got to <laughs> try and like hang out with these people till I get out. That's basically what high school was. So, I w- Keep going. I was just going to say, so it's, yeah, I 100% agree. Like the people you talk to online are, are people that you actually enjoy talking to. That's why you hang with them. Well, I was randomly thinking the other night too. All right, out of my graduating class, how many times have I... S- had a conversation with someone I graduated from high school with since graduating. And I met less than five. maybe. (laughs) And and most of those, you know, three of those may have been within the year of graduating. So it's kind of like, Oh, I recognize you because you were literally just in school together. But speaking of that friendship and all, and, and, you know, cause you brought up that I podcast with my friends and that's the Thursday episodes for the show. Occasional Mondays, depending on what we're doing. But speaking of friendship and camaraderie and all, I honest God, when I first started watching your guys' stuff, I assumed you and Eric had been friends since high school. Yeah, Which, we. The banter, the way you goof around, the way you interact with each other, I just thought, oh, these two guys have known each other for years and they decided to do this thing together. No, that is not true. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we grew up in the same area, you know, like we didn't know each other, but we grew up close to, you know, like a, a town, like a, a couple towns apart, but in the pine barrens of New Jersey, as they call it. So we grew up, uh, I guess it makes it easier for us to get to like, to sort of connect because we both grew up in the same 
area of New Jersey with the same experiences growing up. We just didn't happen to know each other. And we know similar people that, you know, like, oh, you knew him and I knew him too, like that kind of stuff. But we didn't meet till 2009 or 10, I think. And just happened to just hit it off just uh, through a mutual friend that he just happened to know somebody that I knew. And we just started hanging and we and through over a summer, we just were hanging out with like my wife and we would like go over to a, a, a mutual friend's house and hang out in the summer. And it just ended up being where we just started where I actually went to him and said, would you want to do a show like on YouTube? Would you want to like do something together creatively? And he was like, yeah, sure. I, I think we can probably shoot it in my attic. And then that's just how it started. So it really was just sort of on a whim of like, that's just how it started. <laughs> it didn't really have like a anything was written down or, or we weren't friends for 30 years. It just was like, hey, do you want to just try and film some stuff? And he was cool with it. He said yes. <laughs> Did you awkwardly turn to your wife at some point during this and go, oh, my God, I feel like I'm asking someone out on a date. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Well, no, because she knows me. So I think she <laughs> knew like, like, yeah, this is just, I was prior to that. I was like, uh, writing scripts and, and working on making a movie and things. So she knew that this was just like, when that was done, I needed some creative thing. And it was like, I'm going to ask Eric to do a show with me. And she's like, all right, whatever. So did you have, did you think you were going to do anything more with blogging at this point? Had you kind of just let it sit there to die? Yeah, it, it just died at like at once, once I was able to, to, uh, once I knew that I was going to be able to film things with Eric, I was done blogging because that, that, that's always my ultimate goal. Like I want to film things. I want to edit things and, and whatever. So once that hole was filled, the blog died just because one, I didn't have time. I had like little kids and then we would be going over to Eric's and filming and then I'd have to edit it and all that stuff, everything that goes along with it. And then the other half was just like, this was now filling the gap for me. So it was just all about that. So yeah. So the blog just died because of time and energy and the will, I guess, to keep it going alongside of doing the, the show well, and the amount of effort it puts into do a video, because, I mean, my kid is trying to do his own YouTube thing, which means we record it and we edit it and we take care of everything, of course, because he's seven. Right. But even us doing just a half-ass job for it is so time-consuming and so oh. exhausting for it. Your quality is fantastic, so I know you're spending an insane amount of time on it. Yeah, I definitely... I, uh, but I enjoy it. You know, it's, it's like the, um, I could be just playing a game on the computer or watching shows or just, you know, doing anything, just surfing the internet. But so, but I do that as my enjoyment. Like I just enjoy editing the videos. So instead of watching a movie or, or, or playing a game, I'm like, oh, I'm going to edit that video 
that's just how I am for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just find enjoyment in that. Not saying that I would want to edit like like office videos. Like I like editing, right. <laughs> you know, something that's enjoyable to me. But I do enjoy editing and and making videos. So it's 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 even though it takes like twenty you know I'm spending twenty hours or more doing it every week. It's like a labor of love, I guess you would say. So I don't mind. Well, and it probably puts you into a certain Zen place as well, too. Oh, oh yeah, it's definitely my. Uh, it, it it it's like I get to focus on one thing where my life is like everybody. I'm focusing on like 30 things, but when I'm editing, I'm focusing on one thing and I'm getting enjoyment out of it. So it's great, you know. I get to shut the door. I do it at night. When everybody, when the house is asleep, and I get to just sit there and edit for a couple hours and listen to music and whatever, and just do it, so it, it's enjoyable to me, which is which is why it's it's it, which is why I do it. Like I don't do it because we're trying to become famous and become big YouTubers, because that's not going to happen. And I'm not. I want people to watch, of course, because you want to interact with people. That's what's fun about it is people seeing it and stuff. But ultimately, I'm doing it because I I have to. I guess you would say. Yeah, and, and it is a have to. I've had times where, and I mean, when my kid was born, I couldn't do anything. Um, I looked through my archives once of, okay, you know, are there certain months I seem to write more? Are there certain times a year I seem to be in a better mood? Just trying to get a, a feel for myself. I thought, what's this huge gap where I wrote nothing? Oh, that's when he was born. <laughs> Should have guessed. But for times like that, or or life happens, you know, get depressed, whatever, and I step away from it for a while, it's one of the things that always makes me feel better is to just create something again. I don't need it for acclaim or money or anything. I need it for me. It just makes me feel better to have something, some sort of outlet here that I can do. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's important. I think that's why a lot of people... Like, I think a lot of people don't understand that creating things or doing things like that, how important it is. It's like a human thing. You know, people just have to create things. Uh, you know, like, Eric, that's what Eric does. I don't know if you saw, but Eric makes those for a while. He was posting that he was making, um like, miniatures, like houses and things. He was posting it every once in a while. He was just taking stuff around the house and he just started making them. He's not making it for any reason. Like his wife wants to kill him <laughs> because he's filling the house up with all this creative, you know, building these little like miniatures for D&D and stuff. But he's like, I love doing it. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but it gives them an it's like an outlet, a creative outlet to create something. Well, for for both of you, for both you and Eric, and I mean, over the years of watching you, uh, you know, um, I've certainly learned a lot about both of you and i would consider you both geek renaissance men Ooh. you have <laughs> you've shown okay today we're gonna do the video stuff we're gonna do movies we're gonna go through books we're gonna go through comics we're gonna go through toys we're gonna go on a road trip we're gonna do food we're gonna you both have so much stuff that you'll show off and and no i'm not saying that you know you're both like phd level experts for anything but it's the joy and the interest and a lot of it that extends to me i'm like oh i want to do that too oh that sounds cool too oh <laughs> let me check this out but you're just you're showing off so many interests that you have a good knowledge of 
to share that knowledge and joy with us. So, all right. You know, someone might not understand you editing. Why would you do that for hours a night? You know, for just throwing it up on YouTube. Why would you paint miniatures? Because I enjoy it. And there's someone out there that enjoys it. I love watching your videos. I get annoyed because I'm like, I cannot video edit that well. I, I don't even know how Thanks. to start or whatever. And I just get like jealous about it too. <laughs> I have to keep watching. Um, Eric did, what did he do? He took something apart and made a miniature. I'm like, I in my life would have never thought of doing that. And it looks awesome. And he, there he is on camera going, I don't know. It doesn't look too good. I'll have to try again. I was like, dude, I'm already impressed. And you're crap. But like, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> it's... Uh... Just so you know, right off the bat, like, I never went to school for editing. Like, anybody can – the stuff that I do, it's not like I'm doing anything fancy, but don't think that you can't because I just did it straight from just doing it, like, growing up and just figuring it out. It's – it's uh, they make it a lot easier, I'd say, nowadays. Do you do you have, like, an editing program that you do when you do your son's stuff? No. um, Actually, my wife took it part of – him getting an iPad was because we have iPhones. Just my my wife had an, an iPod. You know, when they first came out, she was, yeah. she was so used to that interface. She's like, I'm doing iPhone. I'm not learning another thing. Right. Yeah. You so don't then for, yeah. So for his stuff, she's like, it has to be an iPad because then I can sync them up. Then it's easier to trade files and all. Then I can do this and that. And she's downloading different programs. I'm like, it's all you. I am out at this point. Yeah, I can't. My, my daughter does the same thing. She does editing on her iPad. And I have no idea like how to i can't like i have to do everything i just i used to use uh adobe premiere but i got sick of one paying for it because it's ridiculous yeah and two now they have um like i use movavi which is basically the same but it's only like forty dollars and it's good enough for me just to edit like i don't it's not it's not i can't do like all these effects and stuff but it does it does what it needs to do and and it's you should like uh you should look look it up and and use it because you can just mess around with it and you'll figure it out in like a week and and that's what people like you and doing stuff because i don't think you can be a geek without having crippling self-doubt at times oh sure (laughs) (laughs) it's just a horrible depression what am i doing everyone else is good at stuff i suck all that fun stuff but then it helps to talk to certain people like this or, or anyone listening. I have a random person online that messages me for new stuff now. Oh, I like that. I don't know how you get this done. I'm like, dude, I'm not doing anything. Like, I don't consider it anything. It's just what I like to do for my spare time. You know, I'm not considering anything great. So to have him say good things, I, I, I feel like I don't deserve it. You know, yeah, I... But- applaud your stuff all the time for videos and all so i could i could also see you being like dude it, i this is just what i did at night from fun <laughs> the 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 uh, best advice i ever or knowledge that was handed to me that i ever got was um when i was uh years back i was um making a movie actually with uh do you know the sewer den yes with i me and john have known each other for a really long time and i we made a movie and we went to a film festival and this guy who was in Hollywood for a really long time just happened to be there. You know, he was one of the guests or whatever. 
Um, he did. He wrote a lot of the scripts for Knight Rider. And uh, one night he went out with us, and uh, we were just all having drinks or whatever. And he said, he you know he got he got a little bit of a, a little bit in him, and he <laughs> said, just understand, nobody knows what the hell they're ever doing in Hollywood. Everyone's just winging it. Nobody knows what's going on. It's just like you know, basically saying that when you see somebody and you're like, wow, they made that big movie and oh my God, it's so awesome. And when you talk to them, you realize like, well, I mean, you know, they know what they're doing by trade, but they don't know what they're doing in the, in the sense of what you think they know. Do you know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. It's, and you also haven't kids probably realize it. Remember when you were a kid and you thought adults knew what they were doing and paid all their bills on time and, knew what tomorrow was going to bring and had a plan. And then you get a little older and realize there are no real adults. Oh yeah. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, we're nobody knows what's nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> we're just all winging it. Yeah. And it, it's you, the same with editing and, and the videos and people that make even cooler videos, like not in the technical term. I understand that people know how to edit things better or like uh, whatever this or that, but ultimately you're just, people are just making things and sometimes they get, you know, big and sometimes they don't. Sometimes it's just all, it's just all, you know, luck mixed with a little bit of talent mixed with who you know. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, I don't like when, I don't like when people get down on the stuff they're making because I feel like there's a lot of people. I was just thinking about this today when I was cutting the grass. I know a lot of talented people that are more talented than a lot of people that I see doing things that never do anything because they just were like, eh, I don't, I don't, you know, they have like self doubt. And I think the world's just full of, full of those people that are like, so have like all this talent that they could do it, but they just, they don't, they don't because they don't think they can, but there's no, re- you know, if they really, if they knew or understood, they'd realize it's not like somebody knows, you know, more than you or whatever. It's almost like the more you know, the tougher it is to get going. There's um, I always go to there's a Simpsons episode where Lisa and is entering a writing contest and then a group of the adults do like Principal Skinner and Mrs. Krabappel and all. And because the adults aren't coming in with anything, they just sit down and start writing and get the book done. Meanwhile, Lisa's still like trying to find the perfect desk and the perfect pen. (laughs) Yeah. And I do that all the time. Okay, right. I have this list of like, you know, 10 comics I want to get through, but which one should be first? It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It does not matter, but I will waste time trying to figure out which one will be best for it. You know, I will compare myself. Well, how come this person doesn't love comics as much as I do and they have, you know, more hits or more views or whatever? Because they sat down and they did it. Yeah, you know, that's I'm all it is. I'm sitting here, you know, doubting myself. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a matter – it's literally just doing it. It's just doing it and 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 enjoying it, like enjoying what you're doing. If, you, if you're not enjoying it, you know, like when you do your comic videos and stuff where you're just like showing off the, the, the comics and everything you find, if you're enjoying doing that, eventually people – you know, people will realize you're enjoying it, and that makes them enjoy it. So it's I understand that there's some people out there on YouTube and, and whatever that make videos and you, and they're doing it straight up for the money. 
but if they're not enjoying it, like I don't want to be that person because then that's just a job. And it sounds kind of terrible. <laughs> like me and Erica, we say if it became a job, it would be probably something we would both stop doing because you you don't want to be doing it as a job. You want to like enjoy it. Exactly. Like my boss will say, because, you know, sometimes I'll talk to my boss, be like, oh, geez, I got to record this one tonight and write this article. She'll say, it sounds like a job. I said, yeah, time wise, maybe, but enjoyment wise, no, I'm enjoying doing all this. I'm I'm, I'm rolling my eyes that I overbooked myself, but it's not a complaint. Yeah, you're not complaining about it. You're probably looking forward to it. Oh, a ton. It's just kind of like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I did this to myself. (laughs) Now. I will say, though, as, as much as this, this self-doubt and all is all inward, that sometimes outward forces do have an effect on our creations. Now, it's almost it's a year and a half now. Um, I had to go through a major rebrand myself and kill my previous site, start over with a new one. And for if anyone that doesn't know that story, I will tell off the record, <laughs> not on the record. <laughs> So how many names are we up to for you, though, Tig? And is there a reason, or is it just to have fun? Is it just to, like, take the piss out of each other and goof around? What, doing just doing the show, you mean, Lies? Or... Well, all right, what do we got? Um, Tig and Eric, The Movie Club, Nerd Out With oh, Me, you mean, Attic oh, Dwellers. You mean, because you're, you mean, why do we have, like, so many different things? Why do you keep, why do you keep rebranding? <laughs> Eric. I'll just say that. Okay. <laughs> No, it's it's because we it's start I think because we never in the beginning we didn't really know what we we didn't really know what we wanted to do. Originally we were going to do movie stuff because that's what I always loved and I wanted to do movie stuff or whatever, but we were afraid that we couldn't get away with it because of YouTube. Yeah. So then we were like, well, we can like, you know, talk about board games and stuff. We all love, we love that stuff. So we were like, okay, we'll start doing that. And then that turned into, then, then my love of always wanting to do a public access show was the Tig and Eric show, which, which was just us like looking at stuff, but it was just a bunch of clips put together and blah, blah, blah. That was because I've always wanted to do some kind of public access style show. So that became my like. Eric was like, okay, if that's what you want to do kind of thing. And then, yeah, like, I don't know if it's, we, we don't consider it rebranding. We just consider it like we are scatterbrains and we just want to be able to do whatever we want to do. And if we're doing movie reviews like we are right now and we just keep doing them, we'll just keep doing them until we get bored and then we'll figure something else to do. And that's just, it's, it's not because of, um, it's just boredom. It's just basically if we get bored with something, we just switch to something else, which doesn't probably help when it comes to like uh, keeping viewers, I guess, because some people will come for one thing and and then they'll disappear because they'll be like, you're not doing that anymore. What are you guys doing? But again, it goes back to it, we. that's just what we enjoy. So that's just what we're doing. Well, and I don't even consider it. I, I mean, mine was a full-on rebrand, and and pre, like we previously mentioned, Matt X Entertainment into Dinosaur Dracula was a full-on rebrand. For you guys, I consider it like this is our new season. This is what we're gonna be doing for the next couple months or year or whatever it is. But it's still yeah. the same show at its core. 
Yeah, that's what it is. Like we'll 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 just be like, this is what we're doing movie reviews or whatever. We're just, that's that's really honestly what it is. I agree that it's not like rebranding. It's just this year we're gonna like we're we're hoping to start going out. Like prior to the pandemic, we were gonna start going out. We were gonna go to like the pinball museum in uh, Asbury and all these places and just start filming outside. Cause we were like, let's get out of the attic and we'll just start filming out. Cause it would be fun to talk to people. Then the pandemic happened. So that kind of ruined that. So we started doing movies because it was like, Hey, we're stuck in the house. We'll watch movies and we'll like talk about them. Cause we both like movies, but yeah, it's more just boredom mixed with, uh, with us both being, I guess, chaotic in some way. And there's two of us, so it makes it a little difficult because we have different ta- we have different likes. So with two of us, we have to kind of mix it up a little bit. Well, you even see that with the current movie club for your different likes. There hasn't been a single pick that's been bad from either of you, but you can see I, I can see it in each other's eyes. Of I have never watched that movie in my life. I've never even considered watching that movie in my life. <laughs> but that's my assignment for the week just because you do have two different tastes uh, now i at, at the risk of upsetting eric here i love vice pirates i thought that was a fantastic pick i agree <laughs> <laughs> i you know you can probably tell by the movies that he picks for me that he um he likes classics and he likes what would be considered by some to be better movies but i'm an 80s kid and i grew up you know, on HBO. So I like all those, I guess you would call it like we, we mean him like to call it like trash movies, you know, like eighties trash movies, but they're my favorite movies. Uh, that's just like what I grew up liking and I find enjoyment in them. So that's all it really is about. But yeah, it could, that, that is a good example of our, uh, the chaos, I guess you'd say, because we have different tastes, so we're always sort of being pulled in different directions often. Well, I mean, I consider damn near all of it, all of us cover as a catch-all of trash culture, whether it's, you know, movies that you're liking, comics I'm going through, wrestling, you know, toys, random things, whatever. It was all stuff that, like, you know, to go back to the 80s, our parents buying it for us we're like this is trash it's garbage but it's for them whatever they'll forget (laughs) about in a couple months it was seen as disposable and now a lot of it i think the reason we're enjoying it is so many people threw it out so many people didn't care so many people didn't give it an ounce of attention so let's bring it back and and maybe for some of us that started with giving star wars some attention but i've been loving the movies you've been picking and I remember, God, was there anything more fun than HBO free weekends where you just kept putting blank VHS tapes in to record the movies that you wanted to keep after the free weekend was over? Oh, yeah. I mean, we I, I think I I think I mentioned it. I don't remember if I mentioned it, but um, the greatest thing that ever happened in my childhood was that we accidentally got free HBO in the 80s. Remember, they used to, like, turn it off on the pole or something like that. Yep, yep. And some guy, like 1983, 84, for whatever reason, like turned it on. One day I was going through the, you know, using the box and HBO was on there and we just had free HBO. And it was like, I, so I grew up watching HBO and like you said, just recording all the videos, 
filling up VHSs with movies all the time, and that's yeah. that's a huge part of my memory of growing up. Yeah, I mean, I love The Last Dragon. I love Rad. I love Goonies. Are they great movies? No, but I love them. There's yeah, and it, exactly. I I uh, and I, I like I like to connect with people through movies because I feel like movies tend to, well. They unite people, but they also sometimes, if you're on Twitter, will tear people apart for some reason. But True, but I think you can tell. I mean, a reason for me clicking with you guys is because of having similar mindsets and attitudes for it. You know, you and I click on a lot of things. Eric, I DM'd Eric when he was posting, um, debating what to do with Facebook. And I was like, man, I'm having the same debates here. Yeah. Tell me your thought process. Tell me what's going on, because I'm having the same concerns and debates. And not talking to me like, oh, here's just some some listener, whatever. But both of you, you know, as a peer from like day one of, okay, you're, you know, I'm not talking down to you. I'm not dismissing or anything like that. Yeah, let's have a conversation for it. And maybe it's the, it's discovering people from your mutual likes. And I think, you know, maybe for, for you being film, and I'm sorry, I know that they're trite references, but you do get a feel of people and have a similar language through movies, which you had like a Kevin Smith and a Quentin Tarantino coming up and using, hey, here's all the cool stuff I've spent the last 10, 15 years, 20, whatever, watching. And now I'm going to distill it all into something new for you. And you're right. like, oh, I know everything about your personality from this. Yeah. <laughs> because this is what you like and what you're into. I know everything about you from it. So I can look at stuff, you know, for you, for Eric, for anyone, and be like, I know so much of your personality because this is what you like. Right. I agree. I 100% agree. Which good, which is why all these circles online, you know, all these people that I get to meet, like you and and every, you know, people on Twitter and stuff is fun because you you kind of know who you're going to click with like you said because of someone quoting some move up you know a last starfighter quote that's like obscure and you're like oh yeah you get it 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 also makes a very good self-policing thing in a way too if someone is too far off the beaten path with things they get pushed aside real fast and it it's rare but it has happened in this geek community where all of a sudden someone posts something and everyone in one shot goes oh that's what you really like. You're yeah. over here now. Without you. <laughs> that is that is true. It's not often, but it has happened. And and the time that I've been a part of all this, I can think of like twice that it's happened. Yeah, there there are um there are times when when we get comments left on videos we make that were that maybe somebody who who has commented say like was around for a while, but then they say something and you're like oh. Like that comment just kind of changed the the <laughs> maybe we won't respond to that person anymore, you know that kind yep. of thing. Yep, like oh, you wanted attention, you got it, but that means you will now get no attention. Yeah, like you're not gonna. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I'm not giving you a platform for it. <laughs> no. So what? And and I know some things because you know I follow you guys on social media, and every once in a while you'll slide into DMs and give me a sneak peek about something. Yeah. But what do you think is, is like, what are your goals next? Is it partly because, you know, we're getting 
shots and immunization or is it partly because your families want you to get out of the house because they're sick of you um or is it just like hey after movie club here's this other idea like what's what do you think is the future for nerd out with me i i think we'll probably keep doing the movie thing for a while just because we both are movie buffs and it's it's fun because it gives us something to do you know, like it's, I get, we both get excited for the other person to give them a movie to watch they've never seen and, and talk about it. So I'm sure that will go on for a while, but we're, we're definitely, because Eric's getting, I think, his second shot this week or something. Um, so we're definitely going to be back, quote unquote, in the attic, probably doing the, chaotic stuff that we usually do where it's just you know i mean there's it's it's probably obvious that it's never planned we just i just go over to his house and he says i got this game this new game just hit hit record and we just talk about it and that's just how it is and that that's like what's fun i kind of miss that we haven't been able to do that for over a year but being able to do that i'm looking forward to so i'm sure that is going to be and hopefully getting out it's too it gets too hot in the attic in the summer, so we're thinking about getting out. So that'll probably be a thing too. Us like going to the boardwalk, just talking to people and just recording things and, and showing showing people stuff. I mean, as a longtime viewer, I'm well aware that the attic is too hot in the summer and too cold in the winter. Yeah, it's absurd. <laughs> you kind of missed like your perfect windows to be in there already. Yeah, we missed it because that's what stinks. Like we were hoping to get up there soon. We got till May, sometimes early June. We can we can be up there without feeling like we're dying. But yeah, the window is closing slowly. <laughs> and then what? what is it? September when you can get back in there for a little bit? Yeah, like early October. Oh, it gets geez. to like 116 degrees up there. We filmed during, which you probably have noticed from time to time, when we're just covered in sweat. Yeah. See, yeah, it's in, absurd. Here I thought it was just a marathon recording. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back. I'm looking forward to us being able to hang. Because that's ultimately what it's about. It's just like us getting to hang out. Well, and your your banter, and granted, it still works the way you're doing it now with both of you in your respective homes for the movie club. But your banter when you're getting each other going or just like showing off, you know, something new in the attic and something falls over, doesn't go, not they have a plan, but something goes awry. Right. It's just fantastic. It's enjoyable because you can tell how much joy you two are having out of it. And sometimes just to get each other going, too. Oh, yeah. We like to, yeah, <laughs> to drive each other nuts a little bit. You had, I can't remember, you had one episode where I'm like, did he edit out a fight? Like, it was just perfect editing, but it was just like leading up to something and then quick edit and then, you know, look no, like an didn't. hour later reset. No, I knew you didn't, but the edit was fantastic. For <laughs> it's always, never underestimate a, a good, uh, a, a good, like, um, fast cut, you know, like, <laughs> to make something look better just cutting something off right at the right spot. Oh, no, it was great. I, I like, half debated. I said, should I message it? No, no, I'm not going <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, to. It's always fun. Um, I know you have movie plans later. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. Got to tune into the YouTube. Um, I have a quick question for you, though, before we do 
uh, all the plugs so people know where they can find you. Do you have anything that I missed that you want to ask me that you would like to bring up? This is this is me reaching for the tag to you for the show for the hot tag idea. <laughs> About you? In general, just anything that if it was on your mind and it didn't get reached or that you've, you know, been wondering for any of my craft, whatever it might be. It is a free reign question for you. I'm I'm curious if you were planning on ever doing any like videos other than just like showing off the comics and stuff. Do you have any plans on maybe like mixing it up a little bit and, and like any do you have any aspirations to do, you know, like something a little bit um a little bit more i guess you could say so to my wife's dismay (laughs) (laughs) um i am in a constant state of redoing what we're calling the comic room it's really like just a room that's in between two rooms but it's too small to put like a table in there or you know to really do anything with um so it's just become my comic room i have the posters in there that's where i'll like film a lot of times to just have a backdrop of some comics which is in a constant state if I have to bag and board and organize and just piles of it. But I've always had an idea of um, almost like hosting a show and talking about things. But I, and, and my wife will pick on me for it too. I'm like, I have all these friends that I could do something like that with, but none of them that live here. Right. And I've been living here where I currently live for 12 years now 12 almost 13 i think and i don't have like a geek friend in this area i don't have anyone that i could call be like you know let's go here let's go there because as much as our group and our our circle and all is on the same level there's nothing worse than like you meet a fellow geek and they're just the comic book guy style one you know from simpsons like they're just too far along um i've had i don't mean i don't mean to mock but, you know, people, they'll be like, oh, you like wrestling? Do you know there were like three Ultimate Warriors? I'm like, dude, no, there wasn't. No, he didn't die. <laughs> no, Undertaker wasn't dead. Like, just, you know, the people that take it too real and you just shake your head. I'm like, I can't hang out with you. Right. Yeah, it gets a little too deep. Yeah, but if you, I don't know if you ever watched it or re- would remember, but a few years ago, there's a cable channel called G4. Yeah, they, I remember okay, Daily Show Attack Show and all, and I was just like, gee, something like that would be a lot of fun. Just come out and talk to people about it and hype it up and, you know, just share a love of things. And uh, no, I don't have, like, a, a schedule or the time to even find everything and do, like, oh, here's a daily, all the cool geek stuff. But to just be, like, a cool, hey, let's share all of our stuff thing. Um, Like, what drove me nuts, not to pick on someone in Jersey, but I'm gonna... The comic book men show really drove me nuts because I felt like they were, it was more mocking and insulting comic fandom than really um, showing it off I, and raising it up. I've heard about that. I think, I don't know if Eric said that to me or not, but somebody, I or I probably read it or something but about people kind of complaining about that same thing. Yeah. So if I ever had like tons of time, something crazy, I would love to do a video of like, hey, comics are awesome or this thing's awesome. Let's talk about it. Let's celebrate it. Here's someone else to talk about it, too. And really like give a love to the medium. Well, I think you should try and focus on that, man, because I think that you do great at interviewing things and, and and 
just interviewing in general. And I think if you were able to come up with, you know, an idea that you could do where you, unfortunately, <clears throat> like you said, you can't have people popping in because there's nobody around. Like, and, and that's just unfortunately not how it really works anymore. But if you had people just coming on and doing interviews like this and got, or talking to people about comics or their love of comics or whatever, I think you would do great. Well, I, think you should, I think you should go for it. You know, I totally have that that geeked out we mentioned earlier, like in my head right now too. Though, <laughs> as much as, as as much as you're saying like one of the most positive things I've heard, damn that doubt's crippling, and it's in there deep. <laughs> you gotta just you just gotta look at it this way. Like a thousand years from now, nobody's gonna care. So just do it. Like you know what I mean? Like just what does it matter? Oh, I, I, oh, I gave up on looking the fool. That one, I'm just like, I'm married. What am I trying to do? Get laid by doing this cool stuff? <laughs> Already married. I got that locked down. <laughs> Not worried think, about impressing someone anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's over with now. <laughs> I think you should, I, I think you're doing, I think you're doing a good job now. And I think it seems like you're enjoying yourself. And I, I think that's awesome. And I think you should just keep doing that and just keep doing what you enjoy. And, and if you have an idea, just do it. I mean, that's how it starts, you know? And if you don't, all of a sudden it's like two years later and then you're behind, you feel like you're behind those two years because you're learning every time you do it, you know, every, if you do it for two years, you're going to look back at the two years when you started and go, Oh my God, like, what was I doing? But you wouldn't be where you are if you didn't start back then. So if you just have an idea, just do it. You might be terrible in the beginning, but you're just going to get better for, you know, as you move forward. I mean, I cringe at the stuff that we look I look at just from us doing like six months ago. So are you a do you look back or do you keep looking forward for it? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we just I I now just make them and we go. We just keep moving forward. I don't even. Once I edit something, I watch it once just to make sure everything's okay, and then it's just done. Yeah, I then do, it's just out there. I used to look at them all the time when I started because that's just, I think, what a lot of people do. But then there's a point where you just have to go, like, I'm just moving forward. I'll learn something, you know, I'll I'll, I'll learn things as I go along or, or change things. But, yeah, you got to just kind of keep going and moving forward and learning along the way. I will say I have learned that one, the amount of time that I could take going through and second guessing and looking back and all, I could, I can, it's better to take that energy into a newer project than to just go back and nitpick an old one. Yeah. Cause you're, you, you don't realize that you're learning, you know, you're just learning the, the, the person that you, the person in the video from six months ago or a year ago, isn't even you anymore, you know? That's just a different person that didn't know how to do certain things at the time. Very true. Nor should it be. If you're the same person, then there's something else wrong going on. Right. I agree. So, Tig, I want you to please go ahead and tell everyone all of the links that they can get through. Don't forget any of them. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're on YouTube at... Attic Dwellers or Nerd Out with me because for some reason both work. So if you type in Attic Dwellers on YouTube or Nerd Out with me, you will find us. Um, we're on Twitter at 
the attic dwellers were on twitter also as the movie club just because we felt like separating it for people who just want to do the movie club thing and uh we're on instagram as the attic dwellers and on facebook is nerd out with me because facebook won't allow us to change it to the attic dwellers really yeah i don't know why but I, they just I did have to change create, yeah you're, no you're right i did have to create a new one too i'd forgotten but Facebook, you know, we're, we're I'm as you know, I'm active mostly on Twitter. You're so, very active on there, yeah. Yeah, because I'm working from home, so it kind of gives me an outlet to talk to everybody. So if yeah, if anybody ever wants to just chat, I'm just always on there. And uh, that's it. We have a Patreon in case anybody's looking to help support it uh, at Nerd Out with me or the Attic Dwellers again. If you search either or, it works. And that's really it. We're just having fun making YouTube videos and getting to meet cool people like Kevin along the way. Creative people. No, no OnlyFans link. What is that? No OnlyFans link. Not yet. I think Eric's working <laughs> on that for himself, though. We can only hope. <laughs> That's Eric's thing. <laughs> oh, I have comments, but I'm a little intimidated by him, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> Okay, thank you so much, Tig, for being a part of this. Uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while. For those of you that don't know, um, like about a year ago during quarantine, I sent out emails wanting to do like just text interviews with people, Tig being one of them. He was in from the start. So this is a long time coming, and I think yeah. it went much better as a podcast than it would have gone as just you know emails back and forth and try to cobble something together from there. So I'm so happy we were able to do this. Uh, if you are brand new listening to me and Tig brought you in the door, hi, welcome. Uh, every Monday and Thursday, we have a new episode of The House Show. You can follow that online at th at TRN House Show. You can follow me online at Max Library. MaxLibrary.com is my home blog. And I, I have a Patreon, too, that I, I do ridiculous stuff on. So go ahead and follow that. Thank you so much. Check out this Thursday's episode of The House Show, which is going to be a big crossover with another podcast, Add-Outs with Wrestling, and we got some crazy stuff going on for that, too. Thank you all listening. Thank you to Tig, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Retro Network.